0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Beyond the Pitch. I'm Christian Jack. My guest this week is rising star Tejon Buchanan. Now, Tejon has obviously had an unbelievable 2021. It's hard to believe that he hadn't even been capped by Canada going back to the start of this year and actually was with the Olympic camp when he went to Mexico to try and qualify for Tokyo 2020. Now, remember this. Tejon Buchanan is a player that has since become an absolute star in our game, a player that is playing for the best team in Major League Soccer right now under Bruce Arena at the New England Revolution. And he's also a player that I've tracked for a number of years, ever since I saw him in the draft combine going ahead for MLS when he was leaving Syracuse University and playing for Sigma in League One Ontario. Tejan's story is a fascinating one. I hope you enjoy this as we talk about being born in Brampton, his love for Toronto, going to watch Toronto FC games, what it was like returning to BMO Field wearing the red of Canada, but also in that dramatic game for New England Revolution when he scored that fantastic goal at BMO Field as well. We talk about the highs of the game, the true love that he's got now is signing for Bruges and going to play for a UEFA Champions League team soon. What he loves about playing for Canada, how he's improved his game. And we also talk about some other more important topics, like when he was racially abused online after scoring that monumental goal for Canada in the Me- against Mexico in the Gold Cup semifinal. Tejon, as usual, a lot of my guests are like this and I can't thank them enough, was very open and honest and show different sides of the the real side of him, you can see why mentally he has continued to make it to the very top. I can't thank him, Canada Soccer, and New England Revolution enough for the time. And Anyway, enough of me. Here is my discussion with Tejon Buchanan. I hope you enjoy it. Tejon, an absolute pleasure to chat with you. It has been an unbelievable 2021, I would imagine, even by your own high standards. Uh, Do you sometimes wake up on mornings like this and think, how did it all happen so fast?
1: Yeah, definitely. That's always going through my mind. Uh, Just extremely thankful that everything is going the way I want it to go right now. And yeah, just trying to keep my head down right now and keep working
0: hard. Well, I think you mentioned that for a reason. I was going to get to that, but let's get it to you right now. Keep your head down. How important is that? I mean, obviously, I'm sure you're getting a lot more attention. A lot more people are finding out who Tejan Buchanan is. Uh, But you want to remain grounded through all of this, I would imagine.
1: Yeah, definitely. That's just the type of person I am. Uh, You know, I'm always just trying to work towards, you know, my goals and stuff like that, trying to reach those, those stuff and, uh, you know, trying to finish this season extremely strong and trying to win a trophy. And then when I go over to Belgium, you know, stick to the basics. Also, again, keep my head down, work extremely hard and and try and
0: fight for a spot. Fantastic attitude. We'll get to Belgium. We'll get to you 2021 accolades in Canada in in a second, but I want to talk to you a little bit about you and your family background and your love for the sport. Brampton boy, born in 99, obviously, um, lots of history in that wonderful place for soccer as well. But when did you start falling in love with the game, watching the game, really enjoying it?
1: Yeah, ever since I was a kid, I started playing, you know, around like eight, nine years old. Started taking it really serious around like 12, 11. Uh, And yeah, you know, ever since I started playing, I always just fell in love with the game, uh, you know, I played other sports and stuff like that. But, you know, soccer was always, you know, my first love and something I wanted to do in the future. And, you know, it's what I wanted to do as a job. Uh, you know, I never really had anything else I wanted to do but soccer. So, uh, yeah, just, you know, work towards that. I'm extremely thankful that, you know, I am in the position where I am today and yeah, everything's going well.
0: So you knew from an early age what you wanted to do. When did you know... That you could do when did it start to hit you that you're thinking i might be pretty good enough at this to try and make it a job
1: Uh, i mean you know i'd I'd like to say you know when i was in middle school you know i always just had that mindset that i was going to make it uh but i guess yeah once i got to high school uh you know and i started really taking it serious uh, you know looking looking at colleges and stuff like that uh that's when i kind of you know wanted to take that next step and and try and go pro uh, but yeah, like I said, ever since I was a kid, you know, my my dream was always to you know play at a professional level and you know do this as a job.
0: So you love to play it. Did you love watching it too? I know in Canada at that time, more games were starting to come on television. I know I did some of those as well at the score, and then obviously at TSN. But we were you a a soccer slash football nut, or was it just mainly the playing angle that you enjoyed the most?
1: Yeah, both. Obviously, I watched a lot of European football. Uh, you know, watched the Premier League and stuff like that, and. You know, growing up, I followed Toronto FC because you know that was my hometown team. Uh, so yeah, I watched them quite a few. Uh, and yeah, it's you know, I did I did watch a lot of soccer, uh, but yeah, I did definitely enjoy playing it you know, a lot more.
0: So did you go to BMO when you were, when you were little?
1: Uh, I think I've been to one Toronto game in my in my life. Uh, I can't remember. I was a kid, uh,
0: but yeah, it might just be one. Hey, one's okay. You've been yeah. to BMO, You've been to BMO Field a few more times since then, mate. <laughs> a few, yeah, more, a, a exactly. few more important things to do uh, at BMO Field. So you mentioned the college route. You obviously chose Syracuse. What was it about that college that obviously enticed you to go there and, and continue your dream?
1: Yeah, just, you know, there's a few Canadians on the team already when I was going on visits and, you know, just exploring the school. Uh, and I saw they were doing well. Uh, you know, it was a good environment. You know, it was a good balance of, you know, good social life and, and soccer. And then it was also close to home. You know, my family could drive down and, and come watch games. And that was big for me uh, just because I did move to Colorado. And, you know, they didn't get the opportunity to watch me play for years. Uh, so going back closer to home was was big. And, uh, yeah, the school, the campus, you know, it just all felt like home. And, yeah, it's just my dream school to go to.
0: I was going to ask you about Colorado, an enormous move. What, mm-hmm. what prompted that? Were you, were you scared at moments? Like it's, a, it's a big move for a young lad at that time, no?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, scared. I don't, I don't know if I, I wasn't scared. Uh, it was, you know, I just felt like I was giving up a lot, you know, leaving friends back home, family, obviously. Uh, so it was, it was a little tough at first, but you know, I you know, I was going with the you know, people I trusted and, you know, people I call family today so uh, that was big and you know I felt felt a part of their family so that was that was big for the move uh, and then at the end of the day you know I was going there to, uh, you know trying to get a scholarship and trying to improve my my football uh, so yeah that, that helped obviously and yeah no, super super good experience and I think that helped me today you know living alone and stuff without my family in Boston and then obviously going over to Belgium uh, you know I've been they living in We've built my family uh, for a while now, so it's
0: it's okay. Yeah, yet you're still only 22, so you had a long time to to do with it. Um, Syracuse, what was that like? Because I remember speaking to Kamal Miller, and he tells me this kid Tejon Buchanan shows up and no one's really talking about him. And there's all these other people talking about being stars and getting drafted. And, and this kid's just, he's like, my, this is, this is Kamal talking, this kid's my boy. I'm going to take care of this kid. And then suddenly you just go to another level. But what was that like for you being under the radar a little bit, some Canadian boy coming to a college like that, and then starting to really turn heads?
1: Yeah, obviously, you know, I got recruited from an ID camp, obviously. So, you know, I probably wasn't on the top of their recruiting list or anything like that. Uh, they probably had a few other guys that, you know, they probably thought were better at the time, which is which is fine. Uh, I just kind of had that mindset, you know, I wanted to be in school for, you know, one or two years max. Uh, and if I was there after two years, then I was doing something wrong. Uh, so, you know, from day one, I just had that mindset to, you know, obviously be a team player and try and get better. Uh, but, yeah, I was there to compete and uh, try and earn that spot because if I wasn't playing you know, the exposure I wouldn't be getting. Uh, So, yeah, just having that mindset and then obviously, yeah, having a guy like Kamal there, he was actually, I stayed with him on my official visit. So I got to know him early, uh, great guy, you know, good friend of mine today. And, yeah, just having, you know, an older figure from Canada also was huge uh, adjusting to Syracuse.
0: That mindset that you talk about, Tejan, fully focused, knowing where you want to be, wanting to become a pro, two years max at college, knowing what you want to. Where does that come from? Is it your parents? Is it just yourself? Where did you, did you always have it as a little boy? Did you learn to get it? What what does it come from?
1: I think I just always had it as a kid. Uh, you know, what whatever sport I was playing, I just always wanted to be the best. Uh, and yeah, I think I was probably came. Yeah, probably came from my parents. Uh, but you know, ever since a kid, I always just you know, knew you got to work extremely hard and if you want to achieve anything. So it always just stuck with me and yeah, just the type of person I am and I always just stood by that.
0: So you play at Syracuse. I remember you came back and played for Sigma. I remember a few of those games. I think Richie Larea's brother played, I think, in those games. Uh, Talking about CPL, where we are right now, a few, you know, Anthony Novak was in a couple of those games you played against as well. What was that experience like to come back and play in, in those kind of environments?
1: Yeah, obviously being away in Colorado, Uh, you know, I didn't get to experience League One or, you know, I kind of fell off the radar and, you know, I wasn't really following soccer in Ontario a lot. And then after, when I went to Syracuse and I was playing at Sigma in the summer, it was like, you know, League One was a a great environment to go in and play. It was, you know, good competition at the time, obviously, because there wasn't CPL, A lot of talented players. Uh, And it was just like, it was an environment that felt more pro. And, you know, I enjoyed that. It was something I never experienced as a kid in Ontario uh, playing soccer. So, yeah, playing for Sigma, it was, it was big. Uh, extremely thankful for that. And yeah, it definitely got me prepared and made me adjust a lot quicker to series.
0: And how, before I go back to you, how important now is it for young players five, six, seven years younger than you that the, the Canadian Premier League exists? How important is that for the fabric of the culture of this country?
1: It's huge. I mean, there's a there's a pro league now, finally. Uh, there's something to, you know, work towards. You know, there's that could be your first step or that could be your last step. It doesn't matter, it's a pro- professional league and it's a league that's gonna continue to grow. Uh, so yeah, having that in, in Canada now is, is super huge and uh, you know, the future is definitely very exciting.
0: Let me take you to when you finished at university and you were going to MLS. Um, I was there that day, the MLS combine in Orlando Stadium. And there's a bunch of scouts there, and we're all talking about different players. And I remember I had like four players written down. And you were one of my players. i was written down was just because of where you were from, and you were a generation yeah. Adidas. And there was a lot of talk, by the way, that you might have been a number one pick in that draft. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember watching you really well, and Chase Gasper played in that game that you were going up against him on the wing as well. What was that like as you tried to prove yourself then and that whole experience that week to getting. Um, the, drafted by where you were supposed to be, but at the time, seemingly quite lucky for New England to fall into your lap a little bit.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, a, a lot of different emotions about the combine. It, it was it was a good experience, for sure. Uh, I just think, you know, you finish your college season and whenever, if you get knocked out in the NCAA tournament, it's like November. The combine's not until, I don't know when it was, maybe sometime in December. Uh, so you're off and then, you know, being from Toronto, we go home into the winter and then we travel to Orlando where it's heat. Uh, so it was a tough experience for sure, uh, fitness-wise it was. Uh, but no, good good experience. You know, a lot of guys were able to showcase their abilities. A lot of guys, you know, raised their stock in the draft and stuff like that. Uh, so, yeah, extremely, extremely happy I was able to experience that. Uh, but, yeah, no, nah, the draft was a lot of different emotions, you know. Yeah, there was talks I was going to go number one and stuff like that, so... Uh, yeah, I don't know where my head was at, at that game uh, on that day. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm happy I, I did end up falling to New England. And you know, I truly believe that was the spot I was supposed to go to. And, and yeah, it's extremely thankful.
0: I was telling somebody and tell me if you think I'm wrong, because I'm, I'm wrong a lot. But tell me, I was telling somebody that day, that draft almost symbol is, is a symbol of your life. You know, everyone says, oh, you know, Tejan Buchanan, I'm not sure, not sure. Let's skip, let's skip, let's skip, let's skip. And then you end up being nine. And like eight players go above. And that's a little bit like you and a lot of your Canadian teammates, is it not? You all have this story of people doubting you that you you come through and prove otherwise.
1: Exactly. Uh, No, definitely. Uh, Yeah, a lot of teams did pass on me, eight teams. Uh, so, So yeah, no, it's just something... That, that happens, you know, I was just wanted to prove everyone wrong at the end of the day, uh, you know, happy I came came to this club, uh, was able to really show my my quality, and uh, that was big. Uh, so, yeah, no, extremely happy that I did end up here. And, yeah, when it comes to Canadians, yeah, there's a lot of guys that are always overlooked, and, you know, we kind of just have to, you know, work twice as hard to, to you know, get the respect that we deserve. For example, got like Alistair Johnson, I don't know what he wanted in the, his draft class, but what was it? It wasn't top 10. I'm not sure. Uh, but yes, top player. He's doing really well for Canada and, and, and Nashville. Uh, yeah, he's been proving a lot of people on for sure. Cause a lot of teams, you know, cast on him also.
0: Yeah, outside the top 10. And I think we'll be following your path very soon to Europe, my friend, uh, Alistair Johnston. Uh, what an individual he is, by the way. If you haven't heard that, anybody who's listening to this, you can go listen to my interview beyond the pitch with him last month. It was absolutely amazing. Um, your time in New England has been very beneficial for both yourself and the club, get, getting a player like you. What's it like playing under a legendary coach, Bruce Arena, and how much of an impact has he had on your progress
1: Yeah, he just, you know, he really drives it into you that you got to, you know, bring your A-game every day, you know, training, game, stuff like that. Uh, Very supportive guy and a guy that knows the game a lot, knows how to win games. And, yeah, that's, that's, he's helped me a lot over these, you know, two and a half years that he's been coached. So, yeah, extremely thankful to work under him. Uh, Yeah, hopefully we can finish the season on a high and you know, lift a few trophies.
0: That would be great. I think some trophies are definitely in your very near future. Your team is very special right now, but let's go back. Sometimes you have to learn how to lose before you learn how to win. You had a great playoff run. You didn't win it all, but you shocked a few people uh, last year going through Philly, going through Orlando and running Columbus really close. You scored in that first game at Philly as well. What was that entire experience like to get true, meaningful matches at that time of year?
1: Yeah, it was huge, obviously. You know, we are one of the lower seeds. We knew in the locker room that we're a good team. Uh, you know, there's definitely better teams in MLS at the time. Uh, Philly was one of them that beat us many times in the regular season. Uh, but you know, playoffs is a, a whole different different story. It's it's one game. Uh, you know, it's do or die. Uh, and and once we got the confidence to win that first playoff game against Montreal, you know, you know we went on a roll. And then once we beat Philly, you know, they're the the best team in MLS at the time. So. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a learning process and something that, you know, we definitely understand in our position today uh, because, you know, we're doing really well, but come playoffs, you know, it's do or die. So we got to be prepared for that and, you know, stay focused for 90 plus minutes and stuff like that. But no, being, being able to experience that was huge. And yeah, getting those playoff matches and playing in an Eastern Conference final was, was huge.
0: I remember the Montreal game broadcasting it, the Gustavo bow rocket at the end, an absolute thriller for you, I'm sure. Uh, let's move on to 2021, Tejan. What, what a year this is. I mean, many people won't have as many impactful experiences in a career that you've had in, in, in nine months. I mean, many people listening to this now are starting to know your story won't even realize that you hadn't even been capped before 2021. You get, you go to the Olympic camp first to play in the CONCACAF qualifiers in Guadalajara. You perform so well in El Salvador. What was that moment like then when you were probably thinking you're good enough for the international caps already, but you got to go in the Olympic camp. What was that experience like? First of all, to put that kind shirt on and, and play with the younger players a little bit, your young player like yourself, but younger players. Uh,
1: no, that was huge. Obviously never being with the, the national team program, uh, you know, they, I think they They really got me involved in the right way, you know, going with the 23s at the time and getting those games in, you know, becoming familiar with the culture and, you know, the tactics and stuff like that was huge. Uh, and, and, yeah, it just, you know, it just made the transition into the, you know, obviously the full team a lot easier. Uh, you know, I, I knew I could be with the full team at the time when I was with the 23s, but I think, you know, from, from adjusting and, and learning tactics and stuff like that, going with the 23s, was uh, was the right thing to do and and obviously that worked out uh, so yeah extremely extremely thankful and happy for that uh, and yeah it's, moving on to the first team uh, it was it was nice and very a dream come true to get my first cap uh, you know back in whenever it was March or whatever
0: yeah March indeed not that long ago and here you are now as being a, one of the star players for the for the men's national team with the World Cup qualifiers what's this been like this journey for you these games are coming thick and fast again. Um, you know it's I, I, I don't know this but I see it as an outside it feels like you guys have got the camaraderie and emotions of a club team no when you get together it, that not every international team has that but because the games have come so close and you've got so many friendships and bonds together what's, what's it like when you go back to join your teammates for Canada
1: yeah it's it's huge it's, it's very nice and, you know we all come there's a lot of guys obviously from the GTA and the Toronto area for sure so being able to see them and then you know, guys coming from Europe, you know, we all, it's a bond that is, is very close and it's a brotherhood and, you know, something I'm very happy to be a part of. Uh, and, yeah, always going away and, and competing and fighting for Canada is the best thing. Uh, right now, you know, we're doing well. Obviously, uh, will see another window coming up and hopefully we can, you know, pick up some wins there. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's always very nice, uh, you know, to go away and play with those guys.
0: We did your games on One Soccer for the Gold Cup, and obviously now One Soccer and Sportsnet as well. That Gold Cup experience was, I would imagine, an experience that stays with you forever, no? Your first major tournament, you play a massive role and you score the goal in the semi final against Mexico. Uh, first of all, what was that experience like to get that goal and the entire, comp- you know, the entire month coming together like that as a group?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's what you work for. You know, as a kid, you know, you always dream of scoring for your uh, for your country. Uh, so, you know, to get that first goal was, you know, a dream come true. Uh, and, yeah, to just experience that tournament was huge. Play with, uh, you know, those guys and stuff like that. Uh, you know, a tournament that we very did, we did well in. Uh, you know, we could have easily, you know, I can believe we could have easily won that tournament. Uh, but, yeah, no, experience that was was huge. Uh, scoring my first goal, obviously, was a dream come true. And, and yeah, I just... You know, made me feel a lot more comfortable and adjust to the, the national team, uh, the national team level a lot easier. And uh, yeah, ex- extremely happy. I was able to, you know, obviously get called into that team and experience
0: that. Tejon in that tournament you played, and for Canada, you played so many different positions already. You know, you've been asked to play fullback. You can play left side. You can play right. You switch to the left at BMO for a little bit as well. You play in the right and the left wing. How have your how has your game evolved during that time to allow you to do that? Like, what do you know now that you didn't necessarily know three, two, four years ago?
1: Yeah, uh, so you got to play both sides of the the ball. Obviously, I'm a I'm a good attacker. I want to go at guys one v one, but you know, also focusing on my defensive, you know, abilities and stuff like that, and and trying to keep clean sheets with the team. Uh, that that has allowed me to transition into you know those wing back positions right back uh, left wing back whatever it is and then obviously with my you know attacking threats I'm able to play you know up top or you know higher on the wing so that's that's helped my game a lot and you know, made me understand that yeah, you got to play both sides of the ball and you know that that's obviously helped me a lot getting on the field
0: and when you see players like alfonso davies doing that I'd imagine that it's pretty easy for everybody else to buy in. No, if you've got the best player like that committing and, and you're doing the same.
1: Yeah, exactly. Obviously, a, a top player, uh, you know, a player that leads by example, for sure. Uh, yeah, so having him on, on, on our side is is huge. Uh, and Yeah, extremely thankful and, and happy that I'm able to play with him and obviously learn from him.
0: Your game has taken um, – your name and your headlines to a different level. And when you scored that goal in the gold cup, you know, we were so happy and thankful to continue to get your name out there and talk about it. But there was issues after that game wasn't there with the racism and the posts after the game. And obviously you turning off your comments, how difficult was that for you? And on a positive, my friend, how how are we doing as a game? How are we doing as an industry covering this? I know the black Lives matters and what they've done and, and the black light players for change and what everyone's doing in MLS has been a wonderful movement, but how are we standing here in 2021, in your opinion, to try and help that?
1: Yeah, obviously it was an unfor- unfortunate, you know, situation, uh, scoring, you know, my first goal and then, you know, going back into locker room and seeing stuff like that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's crazy the world we live in that that's still happening in, in 2021, like you said. Uh, so yeah, it's you know it's something that shouldn't be in our world. Uh, yeah, no, I think Canada soccer and uh, was very supportive about that. Uh, you know, coming up with a statement and stuff like that. But you know, it wasn't you know just me; it was my teammates also that were uh, you know receiving those those comments and stuff like that. So it was it was very unfortunate to see. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it's it's. Not needed, and it shouldn't be. Shouldn't be
0: in our world today, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well said, and, and thanks for letting me bring it up. It almost brings tears to my eyes, to be honest, mate. And uh, I just want you to know, people like me appreciate and love you for people who look like you, and we, we're all together in this. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, just, I just, I just wanted you to know that. Hey, hey, listen. What's it been like in these in these World Cup qualifiers? Because three games came quickly. The last round, three games have come quickly now. There's a genuine feeling, is there not, both when you're playing and when you're spending lots of time together, that this is this is real mission that can happen. This Qatar 2022 is not a fantasy, not a dream. It's a a realistic pro- proposition for this team.
1: Yeah, no, definitely, it's you know, it's everyone's on the you know on the same page. We're here to win. Uh, you know, we're not we're not here to you know just be happy that we're here finally in this next round. Uh, you know, we're here to win games and, and qualify for the World Cup, and, and you know, that, mi- that mission is clear in, in the group, uh, and everyone knows what it's going to take. Uh, you know, we got to, you know, keep it game by game, uh, keep working extremely hard, and, uh, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, keep picking up uh, crucial wins, and, you know, that's going to help us at the end of the day to qualify.
0: And how much do you like enjoying playing at, at BMO? I know that last game that it got a bit feisty, by the way, I don't know how they made to keep 11 players on the pitch, with the, the kicking you and elbowing you and you're getting involved in it a little bit, but John Herman gave you a bit of credit, man, for sticking up to him. Was that fun?
1: Yeah, No, no, it was, it was nice. Obviously playing in front of your home fans is, is huge. Uh, you know, something that we missed with the whole pandemic and stuff like that, not being in, in Canada that whole, that whole year and a half or whatever it was. Uh, so yeah, having, you know, fans back in the stadiums was huge and, uh, and yeah, no, these games are, they're wild for sure. I mean, the game was very aggressive with our last, our last game. Yeah, definitely a few missed calls. But yeah, just keep my head in it a little more and, you know, don't pick up silly yellow cards for sure.
0: Yeah, just put those fingers to your ears, mate, when you've got the uh, the dodgy calls going on, right, with the celebration exactly. and you get, and you get yeah. your goal. Hey, listen, you've been great with your time. We've just got a couple more minutes for a quick uh, rapid-fire Q&A at the end of it here, if you don't mind. Um, yeah. so the, the first question is actually – I'm going to answer it first, and you might have a different one. First question is, favorite goal you've ever scored? And my favorite goal you ever scored actually was recently – that absolute thunderbolt of a header at BMO in the South section, when you probably had about a hundred fans there from family and friends all cheering you on. Um, yeah. What was that like? And do you have another one? What's your other favorite goal that you think about when you think about your career so far?
1: Yeah, uh, for sure. That's, that's up there because it was in front of my, you know, friends, family, you know, didn't get to play in front of them for a very long time. And obviously being back in, in Canada and back in Toronto is just, you know, a perfect story for sure. But, you know, what's up there is obviously the Mexico goal uh, scoring my first goal for Canada uh, in a big game. Uh, so that was, that was special.
0: That feeling when you the ball goes in the net and all those Mexicans are cheering and are going to go at you, that adrenaline rush must be something you just want back, no? that It's like a drug, yeah. sure. You want that back, no? Right away, contagious.
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a nice feeling. Obviously, you know, the the stadium was probably sold out and you know, they were all silenced after that. So, yeah, it was, it was a good feeling.
0: Next one. Favorite stadium you have ever played at? Field. Good answer. Favorite stadium you have yet to play at? A stadium you look on and you see on a video game or watching a game on the world, around the world you, you can't wait to play at one day?
1: Yeah, no, definitely. It's going to be probably a stadium in Europe. But right now, I'm looking very forward to playing in obviously Club Russo, Amsterdam uh,
0: Love that answer. Ne- that was the next question. Um, what about, what was it about Bruges? I've been to Bruges and I love the river and the chocolate, but what was it about Bruges that, that pulled you in that, to love it so much?
1: Yeah, no, it was definitely the club, for sure. Uh, you know, going into a family that, you know, is very supportive and, you know, it's a team that definitely feels like a family. A uh, winning culture, for sure, was 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 up there for me and, uh, yeah, it was just a, a culture that is willing to, you know, push me and uh, obviously, you know take care of me and, and push me to keep improving as a, a, a player and a person
0: how hard was it that process what was the hardest part of that process for you
1: hardest part uh hardest part was probably just yeah uh trying to find a, the perfect team obviously obviously i had, had options uh, not a lot of players have options like that but i had options and you know you're picking for your future obviously and you don't want to make the wrong decision or anything like that but uh Obviously, I'm not there yet, and wherever I I like, did was going to go, I was going to work extremely hard, but yeah, no, Club Bruges was definitely you know, the one that was in my heart from the beginning, and uh, yeah, i should extremely
0: happy. Great answer. I'm glad you didn't say anything about keeping your form in MLS because it didn't even look like it even bothered you. <laughs> <laughs> You're outstanding. Uh, you can answer this question however you want. Uh, best or favorite teammate?
1: Best or favorite teammate? <laughs> I mean... From a friendship standpoint, because I have close friends here, uh, You know, I became really close with Richie on the national team. So, yeah, a guy that I look up to, and, and yeah, I'm very close with right now.
0: like that answer. Best opponent, best player you've ever played against?
1: Ever played against? Uh, There's probably, probably really good players. I'm going to say uh, it was Nani in the playoffs last year. It just, you know, I had to be on a, a whole other level with my game, and... You know, it was a game I was looking extremely forward to uh, playing from the
0: right back position. He was left wing. So, yeah. I remember that. You did great. Favorite sport to watch other than soccer? Basketball. Basketball. That probably answers the next question. Uh, Patriots, Celtics, Red Sox, or none? <laughs> none. <laughs> <laughs> Raptors guy?
1: Raptors guy, for sure. Uh, I don't mind Patriots, yeah. Because I don't really watch football.
0: Okay. There you go. Patriots it is. But you Raptors when they won the championship. That was pretty special yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it. Wow. what's your favorite show to watch right now? Uh, Money Heist. Say again. Sorry. Say again. I, sorry, you. you I, I, lost, I lost that. I, what was that one? Money Heist. Good one. Good show to recommend.
1: Oh, definitely.
0: Okay. Uh, favorite cheat food. Cheat food. Uh, Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. Okay. Yeah. Do, you have a, do, you, do you have a favorite pizza topping? Uh, no. Not interested in pizza.
1: I like pizza. Pizza's up there for me, but yeah, not just regular pepperoni or whatever.
0: Okay, nice. And uh, have you had any Belgian chocolates yet? Have not. Okay, I've... well, you're probably not allowed to eat too many, but uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's some pretty special ones in Bruges. Uh, last one for you, and this doesn't have to be a quick one. Um, what would it mean to you and your family uh, for Tejan Buchanan and Canada to make it to Qatar 2022?
1: I think that's... You know, that's huge, Uh, not just for my family, myself, the national team. it's, you know, for the country. Uh, That would be taking a whole nother step, you know, in this country when it comes to soccer. Uh, So, yeah, that would mean, honestly, the world for everyone. Uh, Yeah, if we can achieve that, which I believe we can, uh, it's going to be huge and, and, yeah, can't wait to do it.
0: Can't wait to see you do it, my friend. Hey, listen, you're a shining light in this team Um, An absolute wonderful success story, not just in Canadian soccer, but in Canadian sports. More and more people are asking people about you, about you, me about you, other people about you. I can't wait to tell those stories. And I can't thank you enough for sharing a little bit more into your heart and your mind today. Thanks again, Tejan.
1: Definitely. Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks so much for Tejon and thanks so much for you for listening and watching so far. I'm sure you enjoyed it and I hope like me, you found it fascinating and another insight into what Tejan Buchanan is like as an individual. As a young man and certainly as a footballer, you can see he's going a very long way and we are very lucky to have him here in Canada. If you are new to Beyond the Pitch, please check out and subscribe to our newsroom podcast and see what many many of my guests have said in the past. If you're interested in further Canadian soccer conversations, you can go back and listen to past Beyond the Pitch episodes that were really, truly fascinating, just like Tejan's chat. Great chats with the likes of Alistair Johnson, Richie Larea, Jonathan Zorio, Samuel Piet, Maxime Cropot, Kamal Miller and Mark anthony K. What a monumental week it is for Canada soccer as they go to Estadio Azteca to play Mexico live on One Soccer on Thursday, followed by the trip to Jamaica on Sunday, and then back home against, B- against Panama at BMO Field on the 13th of October. I hope you're enjoying the ride. This is a special time to be a Canadian soccer fan. Thanks again for watching and listening. Take care of yourself. God bless. I Hope you and your families are well, and I'll speak to you soon.